Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange. It is bright and early here on the West Coast in California, but we did that to get our VP of International Sales, James Petter. Welcome to the program, James. Long time no see. It's go, it goes back to SCO since we hung out. That's right, Rob. It's good to see you as well. I'm, and I'm glad you're so energetic on a uh, bright and sunny, sunny morning for you. And it's funny. Monday. Yeah, it's Monday, right after the Thanksgiving break. The sun hasn't quite come out yet, but uh, we do have, I have my little snowman up here. We did get the, uh, we got the holiday and the Christmas stuff out yesterday, which was kind of nice. Uh, right. and, you, and I would ask you how your week off was, but the, what, there was no Thanksgiving. You guys were, no. you guys were well, crank, cranking last week, right? Uh, well, as my boss said to me, um, we will have light relief from uh, the Americans for, uh, for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, oh, thank goodness. Oh, I could never say that. Uh, we, love, we love America. <laughs> so, so does it actually dial down a little bit? Is it noticeable uh, that you have it, some relief in this week? It does. I mean, just the email traffic tends to reduce. And a lot of my team have said, you know, just the amount of Zooms that we have. Because, oh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, a, we're a U.S.-based company. There's a lot of interaction between, but you know, our international and our U.S. operations. So it's going to drop. But uh, it, it, was, it was light relief. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and you'll take that. Yes, I think we could all use fewer Zooms. And that's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit later on today uh, uh, yeah. on this pod. I think a great topic uh, around some of the insights that you've had for, for leadership best practices. But I'm a little bit interested in you and your, your journey. Yeah. Uh, how'd you arrive at Pure? And, and then okay. I want to talk a little bit about what, what you do. I'm super curious about how you make things work across the giant region that you're covering. But how'd you arrive at Pure and how long you've been here? So quick potted history, I, I was totally uh, underqualified for technology because I was in the army. I was an infantry guy. Uh, I spent a number of years in the British Army. I then went through Coca-Cola, Telstra, Cisco, EMC there for about 12 years. And then I came to Pure about six years ago. Pure was a very small company when I first started. And we've grown massively over the last few years. So, you know, I, I was running Europe. I'm now running international. It's, it's a great role, great company. And it's been an amazing ride. What, um, how do you make that work, right? I mean, just I, I, how many time zones, first of all, does that span? Is that 12 time zones? I mean, if you're going all the uh, way from where you are kind of on the Western tip, all the way out to, to A and Z, uh, yeah. how do you well, make, I mean, are, are you awake 12 or 14 hours just working? I mean, how do you make that work? That's well, I think it's kind of, it's 23 hours, I think I cover, because I've got Latin America as well. Oh my and gosh. you should, you know, so it, you're all, you've got everything bar Hawaii. Yeah, you know, just just give me Hawaii <laughs> just for one trip, please. You know, and we we so, all um, want uh, we all want Hawaii. I I, <laughs> I actually I snuck in one or two business trips with Hawaii with the prior prior company, and boy, that was a, it was a it was a fun thing to be able I to get, get down to yeah. get down to Honolulu, you know. And uh, well, I'm on business, you know. I, you know so. Naturally, so no, but but I suppose I suppose the main thing for me is when you know when you're running a big region like that. You've, you just, it's a, my military background does come into play because you've okay. got to have real discipline. Yeah. Um, and that's not just discipline um, about, you know, what time you get up, but discipline to realize when you've got to stop. Because my day starts at like six o'clock. I go through till generally about seven. And it's, you know, about repetition, cadence, familiarity, all those things that kind of not only, um, you know, enable people to get connection with you, but also get familiarity and they know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and what they're going to be asked. So it's kind of, 
you know, I've done that for many years and it's, uh, it seems to have worked so far. So I, I don't plan on stop any, stopping anytime soon. Well, I think, that, you know, you, you mentioned the military background. That's all about cadence and repetition and patterns and, and organization. So that seems totally. like that, that, that's a perfect fit. What, what other challenges yeah. have you recognized in, in getting into this role? What, I mean, beyond the obvious ones of the time zone yeah. and needing to keep a cadence, what are, you know, are there linguistic issues that, that you have that right. kind of stand out or are there some other so, things? So I think, uh, I mean, you touched on one. Linguistic is clearly one of the major ones. Um, not, but that's not the same. Uh, most of my team do speak very good English. Uh, but clearly in some of the, some regions, language is a major you know, challenge, particularly when you're talking to customers. Yeah. I take Japan, I take Korea, I take Russia, I take some Turkish, you know, some of the Turkey teams. So, you know, Turkey customers. So that is a barrier for everybody. And then the other thing I'd say is that you've got to, you've got to adapt how you do business in various countries because it's not all the same. In, in the US, it generally, it's fairly straightforward. Mm -hmm. you, you like a product, you get on well with a person, you go buy. In some countries, like the UAE, you know, it's about relationship. Right. In Spain, Italy, if you don't have lunch with somebody, you're not going to buy. Or you don't, you, you've got to have a meal with them. And then in Asia, it's, it tends to be more formal. And there's mm -hmm. what happens outside the meeting rather than inside the meeting is probably more important. So you've just got to adapt and understand the whys and wherefores. And, and then you get a good appreciation. Yeah, and those are those are just things that you learn with with practical experience. Yeah. you know, I, I remember uh, meeting with one of the the military you know agencies in in Turkey in Istanbul, and you know I went in ready to talk. I went in ready with you know a slide deck and a pitch and all that, and I think we sat for forty five minutes. Yeah, and, and drinking, just, drinking you know, coffee. We, we drank we drank the really strong coffee, and they interviewed me about my family and where I'm from and what right. I do and. I returned the favor and we talked for 45 minutes and then we got to the end and he said, okay, well, you know, tell me, tell me about what you, what you do. And then the meeting was kind of over, you know, yeah. and then we, I, we went for lunch. It was, it was just interesting. I, it's just, I don't know, you didn't have, even have time to get your pitch out and then no. tell them, here's what I've got. It's, it's about who you are and how you interact. Yeah. yeah. And, but you and, did, yeah and showing up, right. I mean, part yeah. of that was part of it as well. Yeah. But you didn't drink the little dark bit at the bottom of the coffee in Turkey. That's all kind of, it's like a, it's a, it's the pure coffee. Some people I've known have actually gone in, drunk it, and then eaten the liquid at the bottom. And it, interesting repercussions. I think I got halfway. Yeah, I already have sort of uh, indigestion and 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 stomach acid issues anyway, so I tend to avoid those kinds of things. Uh, hey, Brilliant. moving on, I'm I'm really interested, and it's it's partly related to what we've been chatting about, and we we both manage teams and. You manage a really, you know, really large, extensive team. Uh, I wanted to chat with you and get some of the thoughts and insights you've had around, uh, you know, how you've pivoted or what you've changed relative to your leadership style. And maybe we can make this a little bit more instructional or provide guidance to our listeners to help them. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, what are some things, you know, with, with this massive shift that we did mm -hmm. really quickly, um, what are some things relative to, uh, the, the shift in, in your team that stood out? Like what were some of the initial challenges yeah. that you saw, right? We, you know, what, we didn't know what we were going to do with productivity or how mental health or right. what, like, what were those things that right. were concerns for you, right? When we got into this? Well, well, I think, I think one of the things I have noticed is that, you know, what worked at the beginning of COVID 
doesn't necessarily work at the end mm. or where we are now because at the beginning there was kind of not uh, euphoria is the wrong word completely the wrong word but there was this kind of oh we're in this new situation we've got to plan this way we've got to be familiar we've got to do stuff we've got to keep the calls regular and that was how we did it at the time right right we, we very quickly learned that you know that, that doesn't work and we actually saw a lot of the, a lot of people really suffering um, and I'll give you an example. So one of the things we had to do because people were struggling with kids, we got um, all the senior leadership in my team on a call talking about why it's okay not to be okay and what we do to manage it. So that, that worked. But over the period of time, we've now found, you know, encourage people to get out an hour a day, go run, go swim, go exercise. Don't spend all time on Zoom. And, uh, you know, just be conscious of your mental health because it's not good to be on Zoom for 10 hours a day. So. Yeah, and yet at the same time, in order to make this work, I think one of the observations you had is that, that, that enterprises or, or companies that want to thrive need to have the proper yeah. IT and technology investments, right? Without, totally. without A, you can't get to B. So, I mean, we are a little bit blessed in that we were already, you know, on board with mm. that technology. But have you run into that with any of the, any of the clients, right, where, where we've had to provide them? I mean, again, we're here to help, right? I mean, that was really yeah. our approach at the beginning right. of this pandemic. It wasn't like, you know, what can we, what can we try to, you know, push to you? It's like, how can we help, right? That was, that yeah. was really the, the, the approach. But did you, you know, what have you seen relative to the need for, for IT and tech to, to actually thrive? Well, so we've, we've seen, uh, you know, we've had to help a number of um, customers you know, who've, with urgent requirements because their, their uh, video conferencing and collaboration wasn't working. We've seen, um, you know, this big, big shift towards remote working. And with that comes, you know, incremental demand on IT. Um, and, you know, I, I've actually seen some of the, the, some of the verticals within my business. Some have re absolutely crashed but others have really, really thrived. So yes. some government organizations, banks, telcos, service providers who are providing a service to smaller clients has actually really flourished as well. So you've definitely seen this kind of move towards, I don't know if I actually want to manage it myself. I'd rather get someone else to manage it. And that's partly why you've seen pure pivot to this as a service model, where we're now providing that to clients you know, where they don't have to worry about it. The asset ownership is with us and they do it like an electricity, you know, as they would with electricity. So it's it definitely we've seen a, a shift, particularly in the last few months towards that as a service type model. Um, yeah, yeah. I had I mean I had Sean Rosemarin on a little while back and that was mm. that was one of the common themes that kept coming up, right? Was just that the you know, the, the crisis has really accelerated digital transformation. But one of the key outcomes of that has been really an awareness that many, many places do not want to do it on their own anymore. It's really, it's, it's, right. it's, it's accelerated the outcome-based desire totally. of deploying and, and, and managing IT. It's like, you know, yeah. just, just give me the outcome. I don't want to mess around anymore with how to get it all set up and, and put things together. Yeah. And, and the other thing that, and this isn't going to be a plug, I, I'm, I work for Pure, yeah. but the thing we found has really helped is where, where you can't get someone on site to put, install your product, doing it by video link, and then walking people through and being able to get it done in 30 minutes, that's been an absolute godsend for us because we build really simple technology. So uh, I think, you know, our heritage of the last 11 years has actually brought us to this point right. where we've now found all the simplicity, all of this, you know, really you know, simple nature of what we do has really, really helped many clients and, and us as well.
Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's very interesting. That, well, let's close the chapter on the, on the tech a little bit because I think that makes sense. I'm more interested now in, in you know, kind of getting to leadership styles and maybe guidance that we can provide, um, provide folks. And let's start first with, with the approach. And again, we both manage teams, so we're kind of, you know, how, yeah. do, you, how do you meet the individual need? Right, and you can't do a cookie-cutter approach to every single right. person. But have you found that you've had to be more intentional about your style than before? You know, right. whereas maybe you could be more generalistic with your leadership style. Now you've really got to meet the needs of, of, of different, different individuals. Yeah. I found that the, the call, I might have a 30 minute call with yeah. various individuals. 10 minutes of that call is, how are you doing? Let's, okay. have a, let's have some humor. Let's enjoy, right. you know, enjoy this experience and then move to the topic that we're going to then get discuss, discuss. That for me has been a real shift because it used to be, because uh, I see people every three weeks, where, whichever country, it used to be, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, fine. Okay, let's talk about the topic of the day. But now it is very much, let's have a, you know, what do you do at the weekend? How are your family? What's going on? And that has been very intentional. Um, the other thing I would say is that I've kept um, what I've been asking and the discussion points really, really um, consistent. So they know exactly what good looks like. So there might be three things in a given call that I want. They know what those three things are. And we've done something um, called, we've got key performance indicators that we measure. Mm -hmm. They do not change. They are now driven through the organization. So everybody knows what good looks like. So, and I've encouraged people, if they're not involved, if they're not related to that, forget them, drop it's them. Just, it's noise. Yeah. It's noise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but Hugh, but you come across a guy who's energy and humor. That's really, really important as well. Sort of. If you're down, they're down. Sort of humanizing it a little bit and, and not just yeah. jumping into the business. Almost back to our conversation a little bit earlier about, you know, how exactly. the meetings work in the middle. You know, it's, it's a little bit about that relational thing. So that's a great tip, Perfect. right, for, for everyone is spend a little bit of time on, on your check-in calls if you're, a, if you're a leader. And even if you're not a leader, if you're a peer, right, don't feel like you have to jump right into the business aspects and and also as as james said here is is make sure there's a clear expectation that's that's consistent and on the theme of consistency uh you mentioned that you do have these sort of regular check-ins that may be more frequent yep. than than when you were seeing people in person uh, when you were traveling around and racking up your frequent flyer miles, which your bank is probably very low on right now, but <laughs> um, so what how relative to communications yeah. you 've got a wide range of people, but how do you go about keeping everybody informed yeah. and keeping it consistent because I think that 's really the part that you can 't get everybody in the same room as easily no yeah so so i I, I would criticize myself to say that. At the beginning, I probably didn't communicate enough. Hmm. Um, and I've actually found as the time has gone on, people have wanted to hear what's going on more. So I've, I've run more, you know, I've, I did two all-hands calls last week. One for Asia, two, 300 people attended. One for Europe, four, 500 people attended. And, but making them short, crisp, to the point, you know, and I generally finish early. That's always psychologically, that's a good thing. Oh, that is a good put, thing. Yeah. Put an hour in. Finish it 45 minutes if you can. And, and again, doing those every six weeks and saying, hey, guys, how you doing? You know, I've been doing this. Make it human and then delivering on the message of the day. So communication is really, really important in that way. 
I like that. I like that suggestion about ending early. That's uh, that's an interesting <laughs> one. I mean, again, you can leave time for Q and A, which is usually how I spin it. But uh, yeah. I do find that nobody complains if a meeting ends ten to fifteen minutes early, and you get to go get that time back. That means about three to five more emails that you can get through, right? Something exactly. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or get yourself a nice coffee or whatever you want to do. But it's it's being you. you you've got to think more about other people than yourself in this environment. Because other people are finding it tough. Do you find, so I, I think it makes sense around the consistency and the in-cycle comms. I mean, we all have kind of the one-on-one -on -one setup, or as you mentioned, the, the, you know, the, the, big, the big broad. I think everybody loves transparency in, in this time and yeah. hearing, hearing mm -hmm. from leadership really consistently. What do you do out of cycle? Right? Are there things where you just pick up the phone? You know, I like to go for a walk. Right? I, I go for yeah. an hour walk back to your hour a day kind of thing. There's a little trail yeah. by my house. I go for an hour walk, and I don't always, but majority of the time, I'll just pick up the phone and, and call folks on my team, just out of the blue. Yeah. Do you find you're doing? Yeah, yeah you're, you're very similar to me. So I, I like to call certain people. You know, like whenever we have a big win. Yeah. Or even a little win, a little win where someone does a you know a really good thing, you call them, and I encourage my manager that that has a big impact, and then just regular check in as you say, how you doing? All okay? Great, and you know it does have an impact. So I think your your point is very well made. Uh, that it's those little things that have a big impact. And you've got to keep doing them, unfortunately. Yeah, no, and I mean, and I don't yeah, know if that's going to stop. I mean, that may just be part of the, the you know, the management yeah. playbook going forward, regardless of, of yeah. the, you know, it, it replaces the things where we used to get things done in, in you know, in the office, a little bit different with, with you covering such a broad region, but mm. but even, you know, for me, just turning and, and I'm have a 15 minute chat or we're going to go have a walkabout in, in you know, yeah. in, in the second floor of 599 right. and, and we're going to get two or three things done, but also have a nice, you know, have a nice check-in, yeah. um, which is probably the hardest part of, of this whole situation is, is yeah. really the lack of face-to-face of -face time. And, you know, again, video chatting certainly is a panacea for that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I think, you know, you might suggest that we should have video on as much as possible. Oh, so we 100%. Can, you know, even we're doing this podcast here, sometimes I have people that don't do video and we just have a chat and that's fine, but there is yeah. a difference being able to see and read cues when, when totally you totally agree. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I will, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not somebody who's going to discipline someone for not putting their video sure, on, but sure. yeah. I, I want, I want to see, I want to see their eyes. I want because otherwise, as you say, you can't read them mm -hmm. and anyone can hide. But for me, that is really important because they're, they're not engaging. And when that happens, that makes me worry. What, what else is going on in your life that's, you know, that's not going so well? So, uh, so, yeah, I think you've got to be a bit of a concerned parent as a leader, you know, to make sure everybody's in the right place and healthy and motivated and, and keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. very apt. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of reminding me of some of the rules that the schools have with, you know, having the Zoom cameras turned on and not turned totally. on. You know, I, 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 I have a, my wife's a teacher, my sister's a teacher, my kid's 13, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm all yeah. around all the school, you know, all the different rules and different things they have. But there are times yeah. I walk in my son's room and he loves when I bring him up on podcasts, of course, not really. Uh, and, and I'll look down and he's got his camera off and he's looking down at his phone or he's FaceTiming with friends. Yeah. And I'm like, how is it? I'm like, buddy, if you were in class, you would not be allowed to do this, right? You need to sort yeah. of treat this as if you were in school. But 
Yeah. Anyway, well, I, well, I do think that you make a good point there because there's something called mindfulness. Hmm. And you've got to be like, I'm engaged in this conversation with you and I'm, I'm listening. I'm hoping your, your audience are going to enjoy this yeah. because I want to be in the moment. I want to enjoy what I'm you know, talking about and enjoy meeting you. And you've got to do that with every meeting you do. You've got to be engaged. If you're not that people read it so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're looking at your phone, I mean, that's why when you yeah. have the video camera on, you can, you can absolutely tell. Let's, let's close with what I think is probably the biggest consideration, you know, in these times, which is really, really empathy. And that it's really goes back to not, not one size fits all. Everybody has different issues. And I've experienced this on my team. And I know you have with, with yours mm -hmm. is you've got to be flexible to meet the needs of every individual because everybody has something different going on. Right. And that's hard. Right. So exactly. What, and, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and depending on, on what nationality you are will actually dictate whether you can read, you know, if someone is, you know, having a problem, like a, my, my, some of my Asian leaders, their English is not as good and it's difficult to read, mm. you know, in terms of how they're feeling and what, and what they're saying. My Aussie leader, I know exactly what he's saying. And I know exactly what he's thinking because he's very straightforward. But, and he's going to you know, tell you five times, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he won't be watching this because I could get in yeah, trouble. But anyway, right. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, depending on which individual, what nationality you have will also dictate how open they will be. So, uh, and, you know, I may be very open, but this person might be closed and doesn't want to talk about it. So you've got to respect that. So you've got to just read each situation as it arises. You got to be a chameleon. Got to be a, a yeah. leadership chameleon in this. All right. Any exactly. any final words of, of guidance or summary for for any leaders out there that are looking for tips? I mean, we've covered a really good range, but you know, yeah. how, how would how would you sum up um, you know what what you've learned in the past nine months? Um, it may sound a bit cliched, but the uh, the the leadership um, attributes or the, the the way that my military training taught me was serve to lead. Hmm. And that has sat with me for a very, very long time. And I think it's never been so important now to serve your people, uh, to lead them. Because you're their carer, you're their guide, you're their vision. You, know, you, you, you try to set a vision for them to you know, get behind. And you've got to step up and do that. But you never expect anyone to do what you won't. You know, if you ask someone to do something, you've got to do it as well. So just be you know, that, that type of message, I'd say. And the other thing I'd say is that you've... Uh, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. Don't, don't burn out. Day at a time. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. A hard one. You know, because yeah. everybody's driven, everybody's motivated. And, uh, yeah, we exactly. certainly, I've been seeing signs of burnout in the last couple of weeks. So that's one we'll have, right. to, we'll have to all keep an eye on. Um, hey, well, exactly. I, I couldn't have said it any better. That was a, a great way to, uh, to summarize. Um, hey, this was really fun. We, can we do Enjoy this again? That, can we do this again sometime? Anytime. <laughs> yeah, this was this was Love an this. absolute absolute blast. You're you're an absolute natural. Um, thank you for for coming on. Anything to plug? Anything you want to drive people drive no. people toward now? Well, uh, if anybody can be helped from a technology point point of view, you know, take a look at Pure. We're here. We're simple. We're supportive. We can do uh, most things for most customers. 
Um, so, you know, but we're humble enough to appreciate that there are choices. So yeah, we are, we are willing, awesome. willing and, and able and ready to work with you. Well, thanks again, uh, right. James Petter. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for your tips and your guidance and thanks everybody else for listening to what, uh, what was a really great and engaging episode of the pure report, tell a friend, tell a colleague, and we will keep bringing guests like James on to the program with that. We will close for pure storage and James Petter. This is Rob Lee. Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.